Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to What Thou Queen. A candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, the views here are purely those of the content providers and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, please at your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> old queen. Are you making your Yuletide gay? I love to make the Yuletide gay. Do you? Yeah. One year I had that on my Grinder profile, make the Yuletide gay. I think you said that to me before. So what What happened? It was pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how did that manifest itself? Did Santa come and fill your sack up? Yeah, okay. I I really I have got a soft and a hard spot for Santa. Mm. I've got real Santa fantasies, and every time I bring it up, people are like, because I always think that obviously, like he obviously people would because he's not only he's kind of big and hairy and he's yeah. like a Christmas bear. Yeah, and he gives you presents, and he gives you presents. It's like the he's like the. The ultimate sugar daddy, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's practically made of sugar. Yeah, he's the ultimate sugar daddy you made for Christmas. That's what we all want, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm doing a version of George Michael's I Will Be Your Father Christmas figure. Right. For Christmas. Great. So yet to really refine it. Right. I will be singing it at some point okay. during the next few weeks okay so could we do that for our Christmas special possibly yeah okay right so we, we are getting in the Christmassy feel we I've got an Ikea bag in the downstairs cupboard full of Christmas decorations okay should we get them out now or we could just they're ready to go them? but then but yet to put them up okay um okay well we've got we're in a Christmas Christmassy feel uh, because we're going to... We're building be, up. We're going to be testing some advent calendars. Brilliant. And snack out of it. Um, and we've got a very special guest this week because it's midwinter. 
spookiness entails and the spirits come out when the veil is thin. And uh, we're going to be interviewing... Um, well, would you like to introduce our, our guest? Because he, he's been working with you recently, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's called Ryan Matthews. He's a spiritual medium. Um, I came across his website and um, thought he was a very attractive man. So I had to work with him. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. I mean, that kind of <laughs> dictates who I work with yeah. most of the time. I'm doing a project where I'm exploring the Bristol or Vicks archive... So their archive around actors and performances of yesteryear, um, as well as looking through the archive, we've kind of worked with Ryan as a seance, uh, as a medium, um, to try to pick out details around those people that wouldn't necessarily be in the archive. Great. And he's going to be coming in to talk to us, and we're going to spend quite a bit of time with Ryan, I think. So there won't be any kinky blink this episode, because we did so much kink last episode. Um, but we do have Schnack Out of It, as I said, and our Queens of Agony section uh, later on. Um, but we will be back with Ryan. So we're here, and we have a special guest. Today's special guest is Ryan Matthews. Hello. So nice that you could join us. It's nice to be invited. (laughs) So we've already primed the listeners, and you are a spiritual medium. Yes. By night. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But by day you're a plumber. Yes, gas engineer. A gas engineer. So how do you marry the two... Well, they don't really go hand in hand. It'd be a bit awkward if I went to service someone's boiler. And then, uh, you know, as I'm sort of taking the case off, realise that they've got their um, father joining me from the spirit world. So they just kind of don't mingle. Telling you that you're doing it wrong. Yeah, that's it. But has that ever happened? Yeah, a few times, especially when I first um, became involved with my mediumship. Yeah, definitely. I remember once I walked into this house and I um, immediately I walked in there and I was like, this guy's just lost his wife. And um, I can't really ask that question, you know, especially mm. working for a company. And it's kind of like, you know, it's got, you've got to have some sort of boundaries within your mediumship. So you can't mm. then go, well, I've got your wife here. Um, so, yeah, it can be a bit awkward, but. But the but the plumbing came first. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't one of these people that from an early age was seeing sort of like dead relatives or anything like that. It didn't happen for me like that. Um, yeah, I kind of fell into it. There is definitely this element with any human being. Um, we have this ability to be able to connect or to be able to perceive things past our normal five senses. Um, we all have that ability to be able to connect with those people in our life and to know when something's not right, to perhaps know when someone's passed, not through mediumship, but through a psychic link. We all have that. Like being psychic, it's just about taking that thing that's already in us and giving yourself exercises to be able to strengthen it. It's Ooh. the same as discovering today that I've got compassion inside me. Did rep- you only just discover that today? Just today. Just okay. today. <laughs> but it's just about growing with it. It's about like um, nurturing that side of you. Um, sure. And that's what psychic is, really. Um, yeah. So we all have it. Why do you think that people want to try to make contact? 
For many different reasons, really. So for someone coming to watch a demonstration of mediumship, they get that sort of validation that they get information that the medium could not have known about them and about their loved ones. And what it does for somebody, it makes them realise that actually there's more to us than just this physical body. There's a part of us that lives on past a death. You said something really interesting when we were working together in the Bristol Old Vic about we were on the stage and you were walking up and down the stage and we'd sort of had some messages come through or whatever and you were kind of like, you. I think someone asked like, would would these people be like ghosting this space? And you were like, no, but their energies might still be there. So it was easy to yeah. tap into or... For example, if I was to walk up and down this room for 20 years, um, I would leave an imprint, uh, like an energy imprint. Now, as a medium or a psychic, it's more of a psychic thing, really. Like A psychic is someone who's just a little bit more perceptive to their surroundings. So you can walk into that environment and you can start to pick up things maybe about the person or about the energy that they've left behind. We've got a couple of questions about kind of the spirit. Mm-hmm. We've well. talked a few about this on a few occasions. Yeah, so we did a programme a couple of episodes ago, which was like a Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. We did a feature on queer ghost stories. This guy who had written the book was American. And he, some of the stories were in America, but nearly half the book was in the UK. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're a hotbed for this yeah, for type spiritualism, of stuff, yeah. and obviously gayness. Um, so, <laughs> but and we wondered that uh, is there a higher proportion of gay ghosts? Because in in life we feel slightly outside of the norm and society, or even that. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. So, so hang on. So, are you asking that when you go to the spirit world, you instantly become gay? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking that it... I I guess there's two questions here. Do you think that gay, queer people sometimes are a bit more sensitive to this type of thing? Definitely. So, you know, if you look across, especially like the UK and elsewhere within the world, a lot of the mediums are gay. That's not to say, however, that I know straight guys who are mediums um, and they still have equal just amount of sensitivity than I do. So it's not exclusively sure. just for gay people. But yeah, I, I suppose more gay men would be interested in mediumship because it, it kind of fits their personality. Yeah, know? and I guess historically, like in tribes, gay men were the shamans and the, mm. the medicine men of, mm-hmm. of like North American Indian tribes and things like that. So um, yeah, probably because they are slightly more sensitive to this yeah, type of thing. Definitely. But yeah, we were wondering if there was a high proportion of gay ghosts I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, really, until you get there and find out for yourself. You know, um, you'll know if you go over there and there's a big gay gay nightclub um, there. You know, that. do you think they're able to live their like liberated self? Because I think that, definitely. I think that some of the work that I've done, which is historical based, you get a lot of people living very kind of tortured or closeted lives, and I wondered whether when they when they reach the other side, they are able to, like, fully express themselves. Definitely. You are your most happiest in life in this life when you are your most authentic self. In the spirit world, it's very, very similar. But the only difference is, is that you don't take your body with you to the spirit world. 
So you can't have sex? Kind of, but not with a physical body. I'm, in actual fact, I say kind of, but I don't really know. Um, so we'll have to wait till we go over there. Um, we'll know if we've got that G.A.Y. nightclub over there, won't we? we go, I'm all right. I should be all right. Here. I don't think I want to go to that G.A.Y. nightclub. I'm sure there'll be others. But why not? <laughs> oh, it's just too generic. Oh, right, you want you want a more of a specialist the, <laughs> spirit kind of gay nightclub. Yeah, an alternative, an alternative yeah. spiritual. I was nightclub. thinking that actually, so, <laughs> but yeah. So when you go to the spirit world, what you're actually taking with you is that essence of who you are. So that's that bit that inherently makes you you, mm-hmm. and you also take all your memories. So that that's that's what you are in spirit form. So there's mm-hmm. this kind of acceptance and tolerance within the spirit world. You know, and that's what the spirit world want for us, really. Right. You know, they want us to be our most authentic, truest self. It was interesting about what you were saying earlier about someone leaving an energy, because we we spoke about that before, didn't we? Where I think there's two types of hauntings, whereas one is like that residual energy when an event has happened mm-hmm. and it almost like replays itself. Yeah. Uh, particularly if it's quite a strong event, which yeah. Yeah, manifests lots of emotions. And then there are other times where it is a spirit in a place okay. for some reason. Okay. What, I mean, what do, what do you think about that? Um, so I think that if you popped your clogs right now... I'm hoping not to. Okay, but... no, it's all right, you can stay alive okay, for a minute. Great. Well, we'll pick on Tom then. Okay, so if, if Tom popped his clogs right now, mm-hmm. um, and he could go anywhere, so um, have you heard the expression, um, what you think creates your reality here? Yeah, so, for example, if you're a negative person, you'll be attracted to negative people in your life because you feel the same. You feel something similar or familiar with them. What you think creates your reality. So he would project himself into a, a place within the spirit world that echoes how he thinks and how he feels. Now, um, when you're in that place, you know, you can move past that. You can ascend, essentially. Um, and the thing is, is to accept where you are, your reality as it is at the moment and realise actually that there's something else. And it's about recognising that. And then you kind of move on, you, you move up the ladder mm. um, kind of thing. So in that essence, if you were um, a spirit person um, and, you know, you died here, for example, um, you are not going to want to be bound to these four walls. If you could go anywhere within the spirit world, depending on your sort of awareness or your ascension, essentially, um, you're not going to want to stay confined to this world. You know? No, but very much in certain hauntings, there does seem to be a spirit which is almost trapped in a place for some reason. Yeah. There is a school of thought there within mediumship, but that's not something that I, I believe in. Okay. So some many other mediums were are into kind of like rescue work and sure there is it, like a body of work where people go into places and try to rid uh, yeah definitely an evil definitely feeling in yeah. in a home or something definitely I just went to an event where it was only about ten friends and we all went round for someone's house to dinner and we were all invited to bring a piece of literature or text or poem or whatever about um, sleeping. Mm. And someone brought this, like, historical document about sleep and how it was, uh, like, in the past. I think it was, like, referring to, like, medieval times. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, talking about people sleeping 
in two different phases in the night. And so there would be this point where you would wake up in the middle of the night and that would be either when you play... It said something like... It was an old document. Like, you either played music, had sex did some um, light crime <laughs> which like we didn't know fraud. what it was petty <laughs> um, <laughs> thievery yeah. yeah there was something else as well but um, I like this idea of just what, what, you know because like, sometimes I like to have like a cigarette in the middle of the night yeah, because I don't sleep so well. Mine's not cigarettes; it's more like cheese sandwiches, as it was last night at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's sometimes <laughs> like a midnight snack, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that very often puts me back to sleep as well. Sometimes, um, yeah, it does definitely. Anyway, are you so Ryan? You said you've got your tarot cards on you. Yes. Would you be prepared to do a little reading for us? I'm more than happy to, um, you know, deal with the psychic levels. Okay. Uh, so how should we do this? Well, let's have a little break okay. and and we'll decide how this is going to work and we'll be back after this. Please join us for our Christmas special coming out on the 23rd of December. That's the eve of Christmas Eve. Christmas is my favourite time of year and I want to share it with you. <laughs> so please join us for a big... <laughs> What That Old Queen Christmas Party on the 23rd of December and Happy Queermas! And we're back uh, with Ryan who's staying with us for Snack Out of It and today we're doing some compare and contrast because it is the season to be jolly. Um, I've heard that. Yes. uh, (laughs) And and gay. And uh, we've got some uh, advent calendars of varying degrees of expense that we're going to snack on. So where are they, Tommy? They're just over here. Okay. (laughs) How are we going to do this? Each have one each. Well, I think we we should all try one each. So let's try with the... We'll go with the cheapest one first. So this is one I got from like a pound store. I'm looking at that one and imagining that one. Yeah, cheapest. that is the cheapest one. It's, <laughs> it's the thinnest one. Uh, it's got the Grinch uh, I might on have it. To get my scissors out. So this this was seventy p. Let's <laughs> hope it was seventy p well spent. Uh, <laughs> let's hope so. This episode is coming out on the 9th of December, so we can eat nine of them. <laughs> on each one yeah we can eat nine uh, doors on each particular uh, advent calendar um, I haven't had an advent calendar since I was probably 11 we have one every year which is a lot you have one every year definitely okay my boyfriend's right into advent calendars so Christmas is quite big in your household so you for have for Corey yeah okay <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so should we dip into uh, The Grinch? Let's go for 70 it. 70p, the gr- oh, look at it. So it's like a little, it's like a little disc. Yeah, with a bell on it. It's got a little bell, well, the, that's, that one's got a little bell on. Is that not, did you open number one? You did, yeah. You? You've always got to start at the beginning. I'm going to go with number three, because I can't see number two. Oh, what have I got? Oh, I've got a little uh, bobble hat on mine, by the looks of it. Or it's a pudding with a cherry on top. It reminds me of that um, chocolate... Do you know the chocolate cigarettes you used to get? Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds it's me of, without the paper on the end. It's quite <laughs> cheap chocolate, I think. Um, Sometimes I like cheap chocolate. I, like, well, I think we've talked about this before. I like cheap chocolate. 
but that isn't really that just tastes like like fat <laughs> yeah it doesn't feel like there's much chocolate in it well, what did you think Ryan it was alright it was alright I've had better I've had worse it's also a tiny bit of chocolate but for 75p can't go wrong really yeah, I mean I feel like I'm, if I ate the whole thing I might be sick you're um, Okay, so let's go for the let's go for the next step up, uh, and this one's a five pound um, advent calendar. It looks very Christmassy. It's got yeah, it's got a Christmas tree. It's got like little baubles on. Um, We're fan of a bauble or two. Oh look, <laughs> that's a, that's a yeah. lot of chocolate. You're up to your knees in chocolate with that one. Oh, it's got a filling. Oh, I've got a line in mine. Okay. Ah. So it's almost like a if you're opening a box of chocolates. They're, They're not moulded into anything seasonal. No. Which is slightly... Um, refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> it's refreshing if you're not into the season. Um, did you have number two? I did, yeah. Mine looks the same as yours. It does. I want something different. Yeah, but by <laughs> tomorrow you would have forgotten about it. Well, not flavour as yours. Same as yours, like strawberryish type. Hmm. Is that what yours is? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like a. There's no. I quite like a key on the back mm. to tell you which chocolate you're eating. Um, but they're not bad. They're not bad at all. They're not not bad. for a fiver. I think yours was the best one. You had caramel in yours, mm. didn't you? I liked mine. Yeah. I don't. I'm not averse to a strawberry uh, chocolate. A strawberry cream. A strawberry cream. Um, so that that one's all different. It's all got different. Bits I think it's. Where did you purchase that one from? This this one's from Marks and Spencers. So the third one is also from Marks and Spencers. Yeah, uh, but I couldn't not take that one because it, it's, it's hard to resist. Um, <clears throat> this one's a liqueur one, uh, and it. What does it say on the side? On the side, it says gin, gall. All the way, so it's gin-based liqueurs. Do you want to be the well, first? Let, let's dip into this. Yeah, and it says, "Cheers to a snowball throwing, candle glowing, present bowing, party going, tonic fizzing, gin sipping, mistletoe kissing, Christmas." Where's the mistletoe, Tommy? Don't put it up yet. <laughs> oh, okay, no kisses tonight then. Uh, okay, let's have a look at this. This Ooh. is fabulous. I get invited places to eat chocolate and drink well, wine. Of course. Can I come next week? That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> um, well, this is also a, quite a deep chocolate. Um, I feel like it is, again, it's a bit like a box of chocolates. Can you see a number two? Oh, that's really nice. How, how much was the hotel chocolate one, which we're going to have next? A 12, 12, 12 99 Okay, so this is £10. Yeah, so it's just a small step up. Yeah. But it's really nice. Not a fan of gin, but I might be converted. This is my favourite so far. I, I think they're all the same. Well, was yours like a hexagonal yeah. thing? Mm. Yeah. There was I think that's my favourite to, like to be fair. Yeah, it's a gin liqueur. I didn't get chocolate. gin out of it, but um, I no, didn't get but any gin that. I, got I a just got bit, chocolate. I got a little bit of a kick. That um, was me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan. So, uh, what's next, Tommy? Well, this is a uh, hotel chocolate. 
um, advent calendar is the dark one. Mm. They have got milk and white chocolate. Oh, I do as well. like dark chocolate though. With this dark one, it's also mm. vegan friendly. Oh, lovely. For all our vegan friends. Yeah. Quite nice. Well, this is interesting because we can compare and contrast the vegan from the not vegan. So, what I love about this one is it's sculpted into my ideal man. Father Christmas. Father Christmas. Mm. Daddy Christmas. <laughs> I'm opening number two. I'm going to peel back it's this silvery plush. foil. Yeah. I'm just going to pop him out. It's well wrapped. And I've got a snowman. Snowman with a carrot in his nose. Oh. There's good crunch to it. Can you taste the carrot? No. Okay. It just went straight in. Missed the carrot. Okay. <laughs> it's just solid chocolate. There's no filling in this one. Let me find number three. Oh, I also <laughs> have Santa Claus. Well, number number three, I think, I think he's it's spreading just, himself quite thinly. Yeah. He is, yeah. Um, I, I feel like they they could have mixed it up a little bit more with the... I mean, I don't know. What did you want? A reindeer? If I go to eight... Are you suspecting that there's only Santas and snowmen in that calendar? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it, Santa's in number eight as well. Uh, okay. Dark chocolate. Love it. It's meant to be so good for you. Meant to be the, the elixir of life. It'd be nice to have it on a porridge in the morning. Yeah. Great. It's During nice. December, yeah. you could open this up and then grate Santa on your porridge. Would you have anything else in your porridge? Um, like a banana? Well, I would start the day with a typical porridge would be a selection of um, porridge oats figs chopped up, prunes and an apple, ginger and covered in um, roasted pumpkin seeds. I'm not quite particular about how I have my porridge. Sounds it. I know. Well, it's not like your bog standard. Sometimes if I really really can be asked, I'll put it in a slow cooker overnight. (laughs) So it's ready for you in the morning. Yeah. And do you make that with milk or milk alternative? Milk and some water. Mm. I like to do half and half, Mm. but I tend to have oat milk at home. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are very into milk alternatives. I haven't made that step yet. Well, you know, maybe you should. Come over to the outside. I'm on oat milk. Are you? I love well, it. There you go. I actually prefer it in my coffee. Me too. I just have black coffee. Yeah, well, that's... That's, <laughs> that's you told me. Um, <clears throat> Ryan, are you going to stay for our Queens of Agony section? Yeah, I'm off This that. is where we have... Am I invited or been chucked out? No, no, you're invited. <laughs> uh, well, I think Ryan would be able to shed some interesting light on it. Well, yeah. So, uh, as long as you're quite young, so you're not really an old queen, but you know, these are addressed to the old queens. Uh, interesting aside, uh, considering we normally do a feature called Kinky Blink, but we're not going to do that because we've, we've had lots of you, Ryan, uh, instead. <laughs> but I found uh, an article on Reddit about not being a top or a bottom, mm. but being a side. So if you're not... Is that not versatile? No, it's not. So it's about not liking either being a top or a bottom and being... So if you're not into that, you can be a side, which means that you don't particularly do anal sex. Have you heard that before? Heard that terminology? I haven't heard 
I haven't heard the word connected no. to that, but I have. It's quite a big thing in the gay community. I think like um, a third of gay couples don't in like don't engage with anal sex at all. Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of onus put on anal sex, and I think there's lots of other things that you can do. And if you prefer that, you're called aside. What did you say? You're called to decide. No, you're called, <laughs> or the label <laughs> that right. you give yourself is a side. I thought you said you're called to decide. But you're also called <laughs> to decide. It's not It's not really a nice terminology, is it? It's no. like a side is like a side of vegetables. It's, it's like, like side sample. You're missing the main event. But it's... also I think that, so if you prefer vanilla in a way, it's almost been seen like a, a derogatory term in the gay world. Do I don't you, think what, it Can you be. imagine a ve- vanilla advent calendar? <laughs> <laughs> I want lots of cream in a vanilla advent calendar. I love a vanilla latte. I like a vanilla ice cream, but when I it, when it's when it's a strong vanilla flavour, yeah. And I used to like to um, stick a whole vanilla pod in a bottle of vodka mm. and then put it in the freezer, and the whole thing just gets really infused. Yeah, and that's one of my favourite things. Yeah, and I think vanilla gets a very bad press. I like. I like the taste of vanilla. I like the smell of vanilla. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like to be soaked in vanilla. Yeah. Well, I've uh, recently... So I've been looking for, like, a deodorant alternative. And And a vanilla pod could be the answer. It's not a vanilla pod, but it's like a cream that you put on and it's... Vanilla essence. It's coconut and vanilla. Mm -hmm. And you, you put that underneath your arms. Well, I'll tell you one thing for certain. It's better than licking deodorant. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> so it's all natural, and um, and it's great. I, what, I, I can't bear deodorant. I mean, I'd, I'm fortunate that I don't sweat much. Mm. Um, I sweat a lot, I sweat and so a lot. I don't. Yeah. I don't I use. Hope. I never use deodorant, but it does taste if you're licking an armpit, for example. Yeah, but can you imagine if it's you know like infused with vanilla and coconut and a bit salty. I'll be licking your armpits. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the caramel one as well, shall I? Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. Sh- shall we dip into our Queens of Agony section? These uh, are the best bits. Okay, let's dip into this. I'm s- I'm sorry, Brian, <laughs> if this offends your sensibility. This one, no, I don't think it will. Uh, but I, you I, don't you don't know me very well. Okay, I don't, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just apologising. Okay, so we'll, let's let's dip into the, the the more murky one first, shall we? I'm not for it. Okay, so dear old Queens, I've recently started dating a guy, and he's super hot. And I really want this to develop into a relationship. However, he's got a fetish that he's really into and he wants to try with me. Water sports, as in golden showers. At first, I thought he was joking as I'm pretty conventional in what I like, but he wasn't. What do I do? I've never tried this before and not sure if it's going to appeal to me. On every other level we connect... I don't want to appear like a prude or lose him. So what's the best way to tackle this? Do I politely decline and risk losing this guy to someone more adventurous? Or do I bite the bullet and give it a go? And if I give it a go, how do I go about this? And that's from 
All that's golden doesn't always glitter in Leighton Buzzard. <laughs> Where is Leighton Buzzard? I have no idea. Can I answer this first? Up north. Yep, Ryan, please jump this. in. So it's like golden showers and that sort of thing. It's not really my cup of tea. However, if I was in your scenario, I'd give it a go. You never know. You might quite like it. And even if you don't like it, the, the, the guy that you're with... Even if you turn around and say, well, do you know what? This is not for me. He would look at you and say, do you know what? At least that person's tried. So yeah. You, you never know whether you like something until you try it. Yeah. What I do you think, Tommy? Uh, well, we're all, we've all established that we're all very intuitive, sensitive people. Mm. And I'm reading subtext into that yeah. letter. Is the kind of moment that you really want the long letter to yeah. really get the full gist and the yeah. picture, but he hasn't ruled it out. No. He's no. not. He's not horrified by the idea, and it could be a situation where he says, "Listen, this is not usually my thing. I I'm not sure about it, but let's give it a go." And then if he sets up that context where he can easily find a route out, then then why not give it a go? And then, and then he could say, no, that wasn't my thing. Or actually, can you do some poos as well? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think the best thing, if you really like this guy, you really fancy him, it's not your cup of tea, but you might find that it's your cup of tea with this might guy. Might open a whole new doorway. Yeah. It's like playing tennis. So the first time I played tennis... I might not, well, I thought that I didn't like it. But actually, playing it, I still didn't like it, but I might have liked it. (laughs) That's the first time we've had a sport analogy in this podcast, so thank you for that. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. Um, I won't be able to look at tennis in the same way. (laughs) Um, Especially when it gets rained on. Um, (laughs) Or rained off. Um, and Cliff Richard has to step in. They do use, <laughs> they do use yellow balls. Um, but, uh, but equally, if you don't... I think Ryan's right. I think that if this guy likes you, he'll respect the fact that you've given it a go. And if you don't like this sort of thing, then maybe you could find something together that you do like. Yeah, and I think that the thing is as well is to build that into the situation that he's definitely trying something out of his comfort zone and if he doesn't like it then he should be able to say that he doesn't like it but he should be able to give it a chance he's already he's already sounded by his message that he's prepared to give it a go i think so. he hasn't ruled it out has he no what what i would say we touched on this last week when we did lots of uh kinky acts that we went through um uh, and I would say I'm so going to listen back <laughs> make sure that um, you've drunk a lot of fresh mineral water yeah you've done a lot of water drinking both of you beforehand uh, so you're not having don't do it the first thing in the morning no uh, <laughs> don't, don't have asparagus the night before and um, yeah, make sure you do it in an area where you're not going to stain the bed please. so basically what you're saying give it a go but keep it clean yeah, <laughs> unless you want to keep it dirty, you know, it's up oh. to you. Uh, okay, well, I think I think that's answered it, don't you? I feel that's yeah. I think yeah. unanimous. Yeah. I think, okay, yeah. um, okay. There's uh, it's all about kind of guys meeting other guys at the moment uh, in the, this week. Um, so, dear old queens, I met this guy at an event and we really got on and hooked up. 
We also did a bunch of cute relationship type things. It was amazing. So we've had a few dates and are texting all the time, but I don't really know what's going on with us. As all of a sudden, something changed. We didn't hang out as much and he's always busy. And if I see him out, he's with other guys. I can't tell if he's lost interest. Has he? He's still texting me a lot. I want to ask if we're a thing or not, but we're not really dating. So I feel that that would be awkward. But I want to know as I like him. But if he's losing interest, I don't want to waste my time and get hurt. What do I do? Does it sound like he just wants to be friends? And that's from Cupid Keeps Missing the Target in Leeds. I don't know what to say about that. That's quite a complicated one, isn't it? Sorry. But what we're getting is um, mixed messages. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, And I would say my advice on that situation is actually be quite brusque and um, minimal with the text messages back. Um, Because you're just entering into that dialogue and they should play it cool for a while and see what happens next. Yeah, what do you think, Ryan? Can I can I use my um, cards to? Oh yes, please do. Not this. I felt like I felt a, a pull. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull a couple cards for um, the person who sends the message in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've called pulled a couple. So the first thing I've got for you is you're somebody that wants something here and now. You know, you just can't wait for it. Um, I know that would be, be expressed in your life. You're somebody who loves all the, the fun, the joy, sort of like the fast pace of life. Um, but equally, having said that, you also want that sort of um, ordinariness, you know, that kind of feeling of having a home, having a partner come and join you. I know that perhaps he doesn't want that. I feel like he's a bit of a player. He's somebody who you'll meet and he just wants that kind of, you know, reassurance, that sort of feeling that you're going to make him feel better. I don't feel like he's in that place for a relationship. Like he's texting when he's bored. You know, he's kind of, he's kind of looking for a relationship, but he's not sure what he wants. And the thing as far as um, you're concerned is that you can't be with somebody who perhaps wants a relationship, but doesn't know what he wants out of a relationship. The person that you're talking about is discovering who he is. So I think in this scenario, as much as your feelings towards him and and towards him being a nice person is good and it's just, he's just not ready for you. That's how I feel. Yes. And uh, well, instantly, as soon as I heard this problem, I uh, remembered a quote from Oscar Wilde, uh, who said, the best revenge is to live well. Not that I'm saying that you need revenge on him, but I would say if he, whenever you see him, he's out with other guys, then you need to live your life. And maybe you should be out with other guys as well when he sees you. And that might make him think twice about the kind of relationship he wants with you. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've given very similar but different answers. But the idea is get rid. Yeah. Or stay clear or, or even if it's not a, a case of get rid it's a case of not at the moment mm. yeah. yeah and maybe it's not that kind of relationship maybe mm. it's just you know he wants to hang out with you when he wants to hang out with you and maybe you hang out with him when you want to hang out with him but it feels like yeah I think Ryan's right I don't think he's ready for a relationship but yet. he wants a relationship the, the caller is the questionee 
is obviously ready for a relationship and then you need to find someone who's on the same level as you rather than going after someone who isn't. Can we do another one? Yeah, we've got one more. Oh, gosh. I can't remember where it is. I love Ryan's insights. They're very fresh. Right. Dear old queens. And Ryan. And, <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm the young one. Uh, and the uh, younger psychic one. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm an older gay man myself. And I've been single for a long time and haven't wanted a relationship in years as I felt that it would compromise myself. However, a dear friend of mine of a similar age has just started seeing a much younger guy. And after spending some time with him, I've developed a crush on said younger guy. And I'm having crazy dreams of Netflix and chill nights and cosy relationship stuff with him. Am I having a midlife crisis? And what should I do? Go in and steal him off my friend? Or hold off until they inevitably break up? Or try and get myself a new young buck to fulfil my cosy nights in dreams? For a while at least. (coughs) Or have lots of sex with different guys and hope that brings me back to my singleton senses. And that's from Mad About the Boy in Bexley Heath. (laughs) It sounds very much like um, the scenario with him and his friend... Uh, meeting a younger boy has kind of triggered something in his own soul, his own psyche that's saying, hey, do you know what? I need a little bit more fun. I need a little bit more joy in my life. Mm. So I, I get the impression um, from from the caller, from the person who texts in, that life's been a bit mundane. It's kind of, you know, as you live, you kind of go to work, you come home, you know, you cook the dinner. There's no excitement there. So looking at a friend who's got this exciting relationship, you kind of want a bit of that for yourself. Really what you're after in life is someone who's solid, someone who's dependable, someone who will be there for you. You know, you've done that youngness, you know, going out and, you know, sleeping with X, Y and Z and whatever. That aspect of your life is it's not done, but it's kind of in the past. Um, so I know that that's something that you're not looking for. So I would look at this experience as what you're having as kind of like a wake-up call. It's something to inspire you to look at the world and say, do you know what? I want something different from myself. And that's what I get from this message. Mm. So that's what I'm going to add to this. Yeah. Well, I what like you what you said. I agree with you. Um, but I thought that maybe... This is uh, what I almost call it a red herring, and maybe they should just think about getting a new conservatory as a well, as a thing. This particular person should get a conservatory and have an 11 way in it. Is that what you said? <laughs> well, I didn't think that. I thought they they were quite happy before. But they so seemed quite yeah. happy. I mean, that's they, what they, they said. Yeah, yeah, they don't. It's just a diversion. They're confused, and I think that they. Do could, you think he is having a midlife crisis? A small, perhaps one. a small yeah. one. Yeah, he just fancies this boy, doesn't he? Yeah, I think, I think even if he stole the boy off his friend, which a would break up a good friendship. Yeah, don't uh, do that. I, I, th- yeah, no, don't do it because I think it would be short lived. Um, I, I think, yeah, go out. And I mean, what does the what, where's the boy giving permission to do that anyway? I don't know. I mean, they obviously get on, which is why this guy's taking a shine to him. Have they said that? Well, I, I'm reading, You're reading the lines, lines. Yeah, as I always yeah, do. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> like that about that 
whole um i don't think you should be thinking about stealing anyone off anyone because that's not very good karma no because and also like this boy is not an object to be stolen or like he's it, it sounds like he's in a committed relationship so that person should respect it. He should respect it and yeah. take joy out of the fact that his friends are in a good relationship. And if he wants that, he should go out and find it for himself. Yeah. If he's just having a moment of the grass is always greener, then, yeah, go out and have sex with loads of guys and then get a new conservatory and whatever. Get a new conservatory. <laughs> you, you think a new conservatory is, is what he really wants. But that That's only what lasts, I'm getting. That I only lasts for a certain period, though, doesn't it? Like a new a new object, a new toy, a new conservatory, it feel good for a month or two. But actually, like it might spice up his life having a new conservatory, but that's not the kind of spicing up of his life that he's after. Yeah, but so would a toy boy. I think the interesting thing is that he was happy before... Yeah, this friend got this, and we're very much of the opinion of kind of alternative kind of lives. You don't necessarily need to have a relationship in order to be happy. So, all it's uh, done that experience is just brought something up inside of him. Yeah, mm. and if he feels like he needs a relationship to be happy, then go and find a relationship mm. with a younger guy or someone you, your own age, um, or someone even older or older. Yeah. There's plenty of them. Yeah. Does he say how old he is? No. He says... I'm an older gay man myself, so I'm assuming he's, Mm. yeah, kind of late 40s. Who knows? It depends what your Mm. definition of old is. Self-defining, isn't it? Yeah. But he hasn't had a relationship in years. But maybe that's what he wants to experiment with. Mm. That's that. Maybe that's what this experience is telling him. Yeah. I mean, maybe he should have a relationship. If that's what he wants. He's looked at a friend who seems to be quite happy with a younger man. Mm. And he's looked at it and gone, do you know what? I'm missing that out of my life. Mm. You know, And it doesn't necessarily mean that he needs the relationship or whatever. Perhaps for him, life's just become a bit, a bit boring, a bit samey. He's looked at his friend and gone, do you know what? I want that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean the relationship, but just that bit of zest, that bit of yeah. juju. Okay, well, there you have it. Uh, anything else to input, Tommy? No, I think we've covered every base. I, I think we've, we've covered every base, whether we're at the end of our episode then. Mm. So, uh, thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you very uh, much for, for having me. For joining for us uh, in our little menage a trois for the evening. Um, thank you, Tommy, as always. Uh, and that's it for What That Old Queen for another episode Um, say goodbye Ryan and Tommy goodbye guys (laughs) (laughs) goodbye Ryan and Tommy (laughs) goodbye you have been listening to What That Old Queen presented by Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges the show was produced by Bernie Hodges in November 2019 for Hodge Podcasting. To contact the Old Queens, you can email hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.